0: I'm so happy you're here. Welcome to Kingdom Work, and I hope you all had a very Merry Christmas. Today we're in John chapters 19 and 20, which will go over the death and resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. God, thank you for loving us so much that you sent your Son into this world as a perfect living sacrifice so that we may live in eternal glory with you, so that we can experience perfect love and unity with you. I pray that our hearts would be softened towards you today, and that any stress would be lifted off of our shoulders. I pray that any anxieties or burdens would be surrendered to you, Father, and that our eyes would be fixed on you and what you have for us. John 19, Then Pilate had Jesus flogged with a lead-tipped whip. The soldiers wove a crown of thorns and put it on his head, and they put a purple robe on him. Hail, King of the Jews! They mocked as they slapped him across the face. Pilate went outside again and said to the people, I am going to bring him out to you now, but understand clearly that I find him not guilty. Then Jesus came out wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe, and Pilate said, Look, here is the man. When they saw him, the leading priests and temple guards began shouting, Crucify him, crucify him. Take him yourselves and crucify him, Pilate said. I find him not guilty. The Jewish leaders replied, By our law he ought to die because he called himself the Son of God. When Pilate heard this, he was more frightened than ever. He took Jesus back into the headquarters again and asked him, Where are you from? But Jesus gave no answer. Why don't you talk to me, Pilate demanded. Didn't you realize that I have power to release you or crucify you? Then Jesus said, You would have no power over me at all unless it were given to you from above. So the one who handed me over to you has the greater sin. Then Pilate tried to release him, but the Jewish leader shouted, If you release this man, you are no friend of Caesar anyone who declares himself a king is a rebel against caesar when they said this pilate brought jesus out to them again then pilate sat down on the judgment seat of the platform that is called the stone pavement in hebrew gabatha question mark question mark it was now about noon on the day of preparation for the passover and pilate said to the people look here is your king away with him they yelled away with him crucify him What? Crucify your king, Pilate asked. We have no king but Caesar, the leading priest shouted back. Then Pilate turned Jesus over to them to be crucified. So they took Jesus away, carrying the cross by himself. He went to the place called Place of the Skull, in Hebrew, Golgotha, Golgotha. Question mark, question mark. Then they nailed him to the cross. Two others were crucified with him, one on either side, with Jesus between them and Pilate posted a sign on the cross that read, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. The place where Jesus was crucified was near the city, and the sign was written in Hebrew, Latin, and Greek so that many people could read it. Then the leading priest objected and said to Pilate, change it from the King of the Jews to he said, I am the King of the Jews. Pilate replied, no, what I have written, I have written. When the soldiers had crucified Jesus, they divided his clothes among the four of them. They also took his robe, but it was seamless, woven in one piece from top to bottom. So they said, rather than tearing it apart, let's throw dice for it. This fulfilled the scripture that says, They divided my garments among themselves and threw dice for my clothing. So that is what they did. Standing near the cross were Jesus' mother and mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother standing there beside the disciple he loved, he said to her dear woman here is your son and he said to this disciple here is your mother and from then on his disciple took her into the into his home jesus knew that his mission was now finished and to fulfill scripture he said i am thirsty a jar of sour wine was sitting there so they soaked a sponge in it put it on a hyssop branch and held it up to his lips when jesus had tasted it he said it is finished then he bowed his head and gave up his spirit It was the day of preparation and the Jewish leaders didn't want the bodies hanging there the next day, which was Sabbath, and a very special Sabbath, because it was Passover week. So they asked Pilate to hasten their deaths by ordering that their legs be broken. Then their bodies could be taken down. So the soldiers came and broke the legs of the two men crucified with Jesus. But when they came to Jesus, they saw that he was already dead, so they didn't break his legs one of the soldiers however pierced his side with a spear and immediately blood and water flowed out this report is from an eyewitness giving an accurate account he speaks the truth that you so that you may also continue to believe these things happened in fulfillment of the scriptures that say not one of his bones will be broken and they will look out they will look on the one they pierced afterward joseph joseph of arimathea who had been a secret disciple of Jesus because he feared the Jewish leaders, asked Pilate for permission to take down Jesus' body. When Pilate gave permission, Joseph came and took the body away. With him came Nicodemus, the man who had come to Jesus at night. He brought about 75 pounds of perfumed ointment made from myrrh and aloes. Following Jesus Jewish burial custom, they wrapped Jesus' body with the spices in long sheets of linen cloth. The place of crucifixion was near a garden where there was a new tomb never used before. And so, because it was the day of preparation for Jewish Passover, and since the tomb was close at hand, they laid Jesus there. Early on Sunday morning, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. She ran and found Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved. She said, They have taken the Lord's body out of the tomb and we don't know where they have put him. Peter and the other disciple started out for the tomb. They were both running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He stooped and looked in and saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he didn't go in. Then Simon Peter arrived and went inside. He also noticed the linen wrappings lying there, while the cloth that had covered Jesus' head was folded up and lying apart from the other wrappings. Then the other disciple who had reached the tomb first also went in and he saw and believed for until then they hadn't understood the scriptures that said jesus must rise from the dead then they went home mary was standing outside the tomb crying and as she wept she stood and looked in she saw two white-robed angels one sitting at the head and the other at the foot of the place where the body of jesus had been laying dear woman why are you crying the angels asked her "'Because they have taken away my Lord,' she said, "'and I don't know where they have put him.' She turned to leave and saw someone standing there. It was Jesus, but she didn't recognize him. "'Dear woman, why are you crying?' Jesus asked her. "'Who are you looking for?' She thought he was the gardener. "'Sir,' she said, "'if you have taken him away, tell me where you have put him, "'and I will go and get him.' "'Mary,' Jesus said. She turned to him and cried out, "'Rabboni,' which is Hebrew for teacher. "'Don't cling to me,' Jesus said, "'for I haven't yet ascended to the Father.' But go find my brothers and tell them I am ascending to my father and your father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene found the disciples and told them, I have seen the Lord. Then she gave them his message. That Sunday evening, the disciples were meeting behind locked doors because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders. Suddenly Jesus was standing there among them. Peace be with you, he said. As he spoke, he showed them the wounds in his hand, hands and in, and his side. They were filled with joy when they saw the Lord. Again he said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. Then he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. One of the twelve disciples, Thomas, nicknamed the twin, was not with the others when Jesus came. They told him, We have seen the Lord. But he replied, I won't believe it unless I see the nail wounds in his hands, put my fingers into them, and place my hand in the wound in his side. Eight days later, the disciples were together again, and this time Thomas was with them. The doors were locked, but suddenly, as before, Jesus was standing among them. Peace be with you, he said. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and look at my hands. Put your hand into the wound in my side. Don't be faithless any longer. Believe. My Lord and my God. Thomas exclaimed. Then Jesus told him, You believe because you have seen me. Blessed are those who believe without seeing me. The disciples saw Jesus do many other miraculous signs in addition to the ones recorded in this book. But these are written so that you may continue to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing in him you will have life by the power of his name. So my question for today is, do you relate to Thomas and sometimes feel yourself doubting God's goodness unless you see it with your own eyes? God tells us blessed are those who believe without seeing. How can we remain faithful in his goodness and allow our belief to be bigger than our doubt? Father, I ask that you would show us exactly how to do this. I pray that each of us would learn how to put our complete trust in you and remain faithful even when we start to have doubts. When we don't see you, feel you, or hear you, I pray that we still know and believe you are with us and you are for us. Thank you for seeing me, knowing me, and loving me still. In Jesus' name, amen.